Thanks, everyone, for joining us on what is the opening of Season 2 for the Hospitality Hangout. This is a hospitality-focused podcast where the founders of Branded Strategic share their insights and bring technology and innovation leaders that are making things happen in the industry we love. My name is Jimmy Frischling, also known as The Finance Guy, and I'd like to introduce my partner, Mr. Michael Schatzberg, also known as The Restaurant Guy. Thanks for the introduction, Jimmy. And to all those listening, feel free to call me Shatsy. Together, we are the personalities behind Branded Strategic Hospitality. We work at the intersection of hospitality, technology, innovation, and capital. We are super excited to announce that this is the first episode of our second season. Thank you all for listening. We're excited to continue and share exciting new content and guests. Before we jump into today's episode, I just want to let all our listeners know that at the end of this show, we'll have a special offer to share with our audience, courtesy of today's guest. We think you're going to like it. Stay tuned and check it out at the end. Today, we're very excited to be kicking off a two-part series, Navigating Human Capital Solutions in a Digital World. We can't think of a better CEO or a company to kick off this conversation with than our good friend, Mr. Michael Jacober, a.k.a. MJ, CEO and founder of Blanket. MJ, we'd like you to take the lead. Give us a little background on yourself and your company, sir. First of all, great to be here, guys. It's been a pleasure working with you for now. God, what's it been, a uh, year and a half? Um, I'm sure it feels longer. <laughs> it feels like 10 years, Mike. <laughs> I don't disagree with that. So yeah, my name is Michael Jacober. I am the founder and CEO of Blanket. I've spent about 15 years in the hospitality business, mostly focused on the culinary arts. I've spent a lot of time cooking in New York City, also in Europe. And uh, about two years ago, I founded uh, a software company called Blanket. And Blanket, we sort of think of ourselves as the Asana or Monday.com for restaurants. We manage workflow processes all the way from food safety to repairs and maintenance, as well as goals and engagement for all types of teams in the hospitality space. Hey, thanks for that, Mike. So, um, as an operator, I find that when I'm being pitched uh, various companies, tech companies, uh, solutions, innovations, et cetera, in, in the restaurant space, and I've you know been in the restaurant space for 25 plus years, I can always tell when I'm speaking to somebody who's pitching me that either has actually real firsthand experience and knowledge of the hospitality space, that they really understand what's going on. They understand our headwinds. They understand the pain points. Those are the guys, those are the folks that I think really come up with some of the best solutions to real problems. You know, I got to know you, you were an operator, you had a bunch of restaurants, you still have some interest in some restaurants. Can you give us a little bit more background or information as why as an operator, why'd you come up with blanket? Like what was the headwinds? What were you feeling that this is like, I got to come up with a solution because there's nothing else out there like this. And I mean, as an operator, I need this. So three years ago, uh, I was managing three restaurants, a corporate catering contract, uh, and two construction projects. I was having a tremendous amount of difficulty managing all these things at once. So, you know, the obvious answer when you're looking to increase your management potential is to obviously hire more human capital, right? Hire more, hire more people. Sure. Uh, as a, as a, you know, a, a self-funded company couldn't really afford that. So I started looking into the marketplace for technology that could help solve that problem. Mm -hmm. So the immediate thing I started utilizing was project management tools, similar to Asana, Trello, things that are more geared towards projects. Uh, what I quickly learned is that that really wasn't 
those types of tools aren't really geared towards operations. And so that sort of put me down another rabbit hole looking for operational management software. And I really couldn't find anything that was geared towards me and my business. So I started hacking around with uh, some pretty basic things on Google Photos, Google Drive. And before I knew it, I had hacked together uh, the early MVP of my software, basically utilizing pictures, translating all of my team's tasks into photos. And then to prove that they had done those tasks every day, they would take pictures that match the photos. Uh, and then I would just sit behind my computer and review them instead of driving around from site to site. And uh, yeah, I mean, that was the beginning beginning process of Blanket. Next thing I knew it, I'd raise, raise a little bit of money to build a prototype, found some beta testers, and uh, I think the, uh, the rest is history. But I just want to jump in real quick. But this, so there was, there's operational software out there in task management. This was, you were really looking for something that's hospitality focused because you were running restaurants at the time. Absolutely. Uh, you know, there's, there's auditing tools, there's operational tools that are pretty flexible and allow for use in a wide variety of industries. I really needed something built specifically for hospitality. That is where I saw an opportunity, and that's what I decided to attack. You know, MJ, I appreciate the insights and, and, and the background you just shared. I also, uh, Shatz and I and, and the whole team of brand did very much value, as Shatsy highlighted, when restaurant operators and owners essentially identify what's not available off the shelf, but at least took the time to vet what was available in the market. And only if they can't find it, do they then embark on, on certainly either exploring how to source it or in your case, how to build it. And that, that's truly uh, quite a skill set you have uh, to do because uh, I certainly could not uh, create a minimal viable product <laughs> myself. You clearly know the inner workings of running a restaurant and now a growing technology company. In terms of Blanket, what are you currently or what is the company currently doing to ease the burden of some of the human capital challenges that exist today? Yeah, so where we really play is in the space of multi-unit. There tend to be some inefficiencies in layer management, layered management, kind of how I explained before how my company couldn't afford layered management. But as you hire more managers, there tends to be inefficiencies between those layers of management. And what we look to do is really increase each layer by about 20 to 40%. And that can come from anything related to whether they're working on the line, whether they're above store, whether they're in the corporate office. I think, you know, if, if, we're, if we're talking about specifics right now, one of the most immediate things that we're doing is um, supplying companies with tremendous amount of visibility in terms of employee health. Uh, and not to mention when we talk about employee health, also just general store health. We can track work orders. We can track open action items. We can track several different things through our software, which gives each layer of the organization open insights in real time as to the overall health of their stores. Thanks, MJ. Just uh, briefly, what are you seeing brands doing at both the store level as well as, uh, you know, uh, above the store level, you know, more at the corporate side to the extent you're, you're obviously working with franchises to minimize the overall labor cost or, or maybe better said and more appropriately said, bring greater efficiencies to the overall labor structure? Well, yeah, I think the, the obvious answer here is if you want to reduce your labor costs, you just need less people. 
And so at the store level, this is obviously what we're seeing. With in-store dining pretty much at a standstill, there's been a tremendous amount of uh, furloughed hospitality professionals. So I think what we're seeing is, or, or what I'm sort of foreseeing, is that once you start to learn how to run your stores with fewer people, it's very hard to go back to running it you know, when you learn how to run lean, you're just, you're going to learn how to not run fat. So at the, at the store level, basic answer is just less people. The above store level, again, it's just really about maximizing the efficiency. And so, you know, without plugging my own company here or with plugging my own company, they're utilizing tools just like us, which allows their above store management and corporate management to spend more time behind their desk and less time traveling between stores to stores. So giving them as much information as possible as to what's happening at the store level to minimize travel time. So those, I would say those are the two kind of key things that we're seeing uh, uh, that brands are currently up to. Thanks for that, MJ. So, you know, it's funny, you know, I've been in the restaurant space a long time, like yourself. And for years in, in, in the restaurants, we've always had rules, the staff can't use their cell phones on the floor. Managers weren't allowed to have cell phones. You really didn't want to see that on the floor of the restaurant with anybody with cell phones. Now, as we move forward with technology and the use of cell phones, we're seeing that more and more operators are relying on and the staff is relying on the cell phones and tablets, et cetera, to help do their daily tasks, anything from clocking in, clocking out, managing side work, et cetera. I mean, a lot of blankets tasks are done with tablets and, and cell phones. From your perspective, have you seen a big change in how employees and employers are embracing technology and, uh, and blanket more so now than uh, before the pandemic and now? Uh, I mean, the quick answer to your question is 100%. If you're not embracing technology right now, you're going to lose. And so it's really up to ownership and above store to set up those systems and put them into place and set up those policies and put them into place. Mm -hmm. We have the flexibility within our tools to allow, again, the, the individual company can decide if they want their employees utilizing their personal devices or if they want to utilize a shared device component to, uh, to our product. Mm -hmm. And what we've found is the more flexibility right. we give a company, the better off the company is uh, because it allows them to customize however they want to. In terms of embracing technology, you know, for a company that is accustomed to doing things a certain way, either by pen and paper or just through by visual or audible check-ins, it's, you know, that very common dilemma of tool versus task. So when you hand an employee or a manager a new, a new platform, the immediate thing is, oh man, this is another thing I need to do now. I'm trying to do my job and now I need to do another thing. Uh, what we found is it's incredibly mm -hmm. important for not only us, but for also the leadership of the company to really mandate that culture that this is not another task. This is a tool that's going to help our business succeed at a much higher level. And so I think when you add all these things up, yeah, you're, you're, you're seeing a much wider embrace of technology across all the areas of an organization, from all the way from the line level, all the way up to above store and corporate. Yeah, that's super interesting. You know, at, at Branded, our thesis uh, with our team has always been that hospitality uh, needs to embrace technology. Um, 
we always felt that the hospitality space has always lacked embracing technology. I mean, I think if you speak to operators over the last couple of years, they would tell you, oh, technology, I'm great at technology. I've got a point of sale system. You know, I've had a point of sale system for years. And, and that's the extent of their technology. Then maybe some people say, oh, I have a reservation platform. I'm using open table. I'm, I'm embracing technology. Look at this. So I think this is certainly this pandemic kind of has certainly accelerated the use of technology. I think that the basic technology that everyone thinks about now over the last couple of months has all been about, you know, ordering with your phone, uh, online ordering, contactless payments. And I think everyone's racing to embrace those kind of tools. But I think you're in a whole nother space, which I think is super interesting. It's another space that hospitality has kind of forgotten. And that's the the human element, the human capital, the technology on the human side of things. And, and you know, the hospitality business really is very intensely dependent upon labor and people. And Blanket is really solving some problems there. So how do you think technology is going to play long term? And what kind of changes are you seeing long term? on the HR, the human capital side of things, where you play? Depends on how long-term we're talking here. You know, I think- The next week. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, I foresee robotics and SCAN becoming a major player in hospitality. Now, when is that gonna happen? I don't think it's gonna happen at the level to which you're gonna see, you know, single store operators Mm -hmm. embracing that for at least another 10, 15, maybe 20 years. So I think it's fair to accept that we're a little ways away from robotics really replacing a lot of the human capital. So, you know, really it's what are we doing to motivate our human capital? What are we doing to monitor our human capital? And how do those two things interplay? At Blanket, we're super inspired by gamification. Mm -hmm. You know, we look at Peloton as a product. We look at several other products that allow employees or or users to uh, engage in their performance in real time and really compete not only amongst themselves, but amongst an organization or an industry at a whole. So that's really where I foresee uh, human capital starting to uh, embrace or the technology I really start seeing. human capital embracing a technology is, is this performance management, self-performance management that allows our users slash employees and management to know their performance in real time all the time. And that, that to me is going to make a huge difference in terms of hiring, firing, and motivating which in my opinion could also decrease the amount of management needed. If you're able to have tools that allow employees at the line level to sort of Mm self-manage, now we're talking about tremendous amounts of management efficiencies. Yeah, I love it, MJ. That's why we love Blanket and we love you because uh, it's certainly uh, real real problems you're solving. I got to tell you, I've been enjoying listening to you guys banter and and I forgot just how – old Chatsy is and how long he's been in the industry. Like, he was around when they first created the cash register. I got to tell you. Really something. Like, just, just kidding you, brother Chats. Um, you know, MJ, I wouldn't get to keep my uh, my kind of nickname as the finance guy if I didn't bring up and at least congratulate you on your recent funding. Congrats on the uh, the million dollars that you've raised. The round was led actually by a group that, that the team at Brandon and, and Chatsy and myself know very well, and that's Orify Brands. 
We think they're a tremendous, actually, restaurant group with brands like the Melt Shop and Little Beat and um, Little Beat Table and Feel Good Chicken. Five five guys. I mean, this, this is an awesome crew. And they just um, got involved and, I guess, uh, took a position uh, in, in LPQ. MJ, tell us a little bit about what you just accomplished. Uh, raising money is difficult in any environment, certainly um, in the midst of, of COVID and, and really the headwind. Um, and that's probably an understatement that's hitting the hospitality industry as well as others, of course. You got a round done, and that's awesome. Can you share any color uh, that you're allowed to without uh, uh, us collectively uh, bothering our friends at Orify by having you do so? I was just going to say before you answer that, MJ, that is, Jimmy, that's a real feat to, uh, in the middle of this, that I think is a telltale of how important uh, operators feel about Blanket. I mean, Orify is a major operator, and for them to uh, invest right now is is really incredible. Yeah, I mean, I'd be lying if I if I said I, I still can't believe it happened. You know, after spending the past year bootstrapping this business myself and not really being sure what the future of it looked like once COVID hit, to be able to now be funded and uh, have you know the financial burden lifted is tremendously, tremendously exciting. You know what I think is in, in, incredible about the opportunity is you know Orify was one of our first beta testers. Uh, we started working with their Five Guys portfolio roughly a year and a half ago, and to see the early days of the product and to see how it was used within their 37th street location to how it's grown to where it is today is, you know, Orify's district management for five guys had a huge shape in us building our product. So when they started expanding within their company to additional brands, it was a huge telltale that we were onto something and, and that we were really getting some traction. So when the deal was brought to them and, and uh, when the opportunity to invest came, I obviously jumped on it. I couldn't be more excited about the strategic partnership. I really couldn't think of a better strategic partner for us to work with. So like I said, I, I just couldn't be happier. You know, uh, Shati, I think MJ is gushing and, and you know, it, it makes me think about how, you know, you always remember your first time. And, uh, and, and congrats, MJ, on that. Yeah. <laughs> That's, no, it's awesome. So, MJ, you raised money. You've got some great partners, some great brands. So what's next for Blanket? Tell us what's in the pipeline. What kind of new products? What kind of features? What are we going to see now from Blanket that's really going to help solve problems for restaurant operators? Mostly, uh, I think you mentioned, mostly multi-unit operators. Uh, Could you give us a little uh, a little insight without giving too much away? Absolutely. No trade secrets? Absolutely. So uh, the initiatives that we're currently working on, sort of the top of the list right now is our IoT solutions. We're coming out with three really exciting IoT products. Can you give our listeners a little bit of what IoT is? Sure. IoT stands for Internet of Things. So basically, hardware slash uh, operational tools that integrate with our system. The two sort of basic ones that we're developing right now, which should be out by the end of the month, are 24-hour remote temperature sensors that you can just you know, put into your refrigeration and have uh, real-time remote access to uh, all your all your temperatures. Um, mm-hmm. Not, not, not right. groundbreaking technology, but... No, uh, but I'm sure Chipotle certainly. probably would have liked that a few years ago. <laughs> Uh, the next is a is a, again a very a, a pretty basic thing. Um, it's, a, it's just a label printer that uh, connects to our system as well, so you can uh, have all your food labeling all integrated into one system, along with your temperature sensors. The one that I'm most excited about is um, we uh, are developing a thermal imaging 
camera that is allowing, and we should probably have this out by end of the month, early September. It's going to allow for not only uh, human temperature checks, but also decrease the amount of time line checks take at the unit level. So we're basically taking thermal pictures of each individual ingredient on a line uh, instead of you know dipping a thermometer in. And that integrates with our solution and just speeds up the entire process. Also decreases the gamification you know, on the negative side at the unit level where you know it's really tough to tell if someone is just dipping their thermometer in the same same ingredient. Um, we now have a, a real image, a thermal image with a temperature attached to it of the temp reading. Those are our IoT solutions that we're currently working on. In terms of other advances we're making, uh, we're, we're doing a slew of integrations with point of sale and with time and attendance to help gamify the, uh, the employee experience. Um, just, again, can, just give me a little real quick for our listeners. When you talk about gamification and gamify, can you just give us a little uh, high level what exactly you're talking about? So the, the obvious and easiest thing to explain is competitions. You know, when we think about the key layers of gamification, there's points, then there's leaderboards, and then there's status. Uh, so those are sort of the three pillars of gamification. So what we develop, uh, the tools that we develop, allow each of those three areas to kind of come to life. And so when we integrate with a point of sale, it allows a unit to compete against another unit in everything from sales or attachment sales at this unit level, all the way to task completion, all the way to, you know, work or open work order count or time to complete work orders. Basically any KPI that a company wants to track can be done through our system. And again, it gives either management all the way down to the line level, the ability to see where they fit in at any given point in real time. So again, it's really just a, a, a way of, motivating employees and management without spending a tremendous amount of time and effort doing one-on-ones with them. So really automating that process. I love that. I, I actually think, um, and I hope our audience and listeners, you know, notes this, uh, what MJ just shared, because I think we just uh, had a potential crystal ball moment. We're going to look back, MJ, in a year or two and come back to this segment and see how accurate you were. But I have to tell you, I, I think you're, you're onto it and, and it's really excited uh, about what you're doing in terms of, uh, of what's coming down the pike for our industry. I'm going to pass it back to Shatsy. There's a new segment that we launched at the end of Series 1, and we had so much fun with it, and, and our guests seem to enjoy it that don't break what's working. So I'll pass to Shatsy for our new segment, or, or no longer so new segment, called the Branded Quickfire. Michael Schatzberg, on you, sir. Thanks, Jimbo. Uh, MJ, don't panic. It's time for the Branded Quickfire. We will ask you five lightning round questions. Don't think too hard. Just give us your first answer that comes to mind on the next few questions. Are you ready, MJ? I'm ready. Let's do this. When it's all over, the whole pandemic, what is the first restaurant bar that you can't wait to revisit? God, that's a good one. Uh, I want to go to the most crowded, smelliest, raunchiest, loudest bar that I can find in Manhattan. I am close with uh, the guys over at uh, Best Bars NYC, any of their establishments on a Friday night or Saturday night at midnight. I want to eat the spiciest wings. I want to, you know, dance and grind and, and, and get, you know, get after it. 
I'm going to interrupt the quick fire for the first time. I love the shout out to Michael Ash and Mitch. I love it. Michael and Mitch get a shout out on the uh, podcast. Uh, I love it. No charge for that. I you, no, you just buy us a beer, Mitch and Michael. Go for it. All right, chat deep. We will be with MJ grinding it out at, with some spicy wings at one of those places. Okay. All right, real quick, because this is supposed to be quick fire. Where are you ordering delivery from tonight? You know, I, I'm not ordering delivery. I will be cooking. Uh, I've got a bean ragu in the fridge that I made on Monday night. I'm just going to finish that up with some uh, some fried eggs and maybe some uh, some couscous or quinoa. I've really been watching my health lately, and, um, you know, I'm pretty excited about what's in the fridge. All right, dinner at MJ's. City or suburbs? City, baby. What is one of the new shows you've picked up during the quarantine? I just finished Ozark last night, and... It's, I can't believe I hadn't seen it before. I love dark stories. And man, uh, if that doesn't leave you feeling horrible about humanity, I don't know what does. So, slug for uh, Ozark out there. <laughs> Last question If you had to challenge Jimmy or I in a game of Clue, who would you have the better odds of beating? Uh, I would consolidate both of your skills, all, your, all of your, you know, your strengths into one human. Uh, so whoever the, the child of Jimmy and, and Shatsy is, I would challenge that <laughs> child and I would dominate. Look them. at Jimmy. He's being politically correct here because usually everyone picks at me. I got to say, the most diplomatic answer we've ever had to question five of any Brandon Quickfire. We got to respect it. And, and we do. Yeah. We do, MJ. Listen, buddy, thank you so much uh, for joining us Thanks um, for MJ. Uh, on the podcast and for all your great insights. Uh, we appreciate the hard work you do and your team does at supporting the hospitality industry, not just at this time, but always. You're really bringing a solution to some of the key challenges and issues we face, and it is valued and appreciated. To our listeners, I told you at the top of today's show, that MJ had a special offer for you. For anyone that's tuned in, uh, Blanket's offering early adopter pricing. So for all you owners and operators, you can uh, contact us, get the early adopter pricing, which includes free onboarding of Blanket as well as free limited version of the product free. That's a hell of a price, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to get in touch with uh, MJ directly or take advantage of this great offer, we'll ask that you email the branded team and you can do that at admin at brandedstrategic.com. That's admin at brandedstrategic.com. And we'd be happy to make the introduction uh, to our good friend. Also to our listeners, just a big thank you for taking the time to tune in. We know there are literally hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, and we greatly appreciate that you choose to hang out with us. We're also excited to share that our next guest coming up on the podcast will be our, our, our good friend. It's a big one, Jimbo. Yeah, our good friend, Mr. Eric Smith, CEO of Clocked In. This is, I think, going to be a great one, as MJ was with the Blanket Story today. But we're going to continue the human capital story and how technology is going to bring efficiencies to it. And we'll be doing it with Mr. Eric Smith, CEO of Clocked In, and how it relates to hiring and retention in the new gig economy. Lastly, if you haven't already subscribed, please do so. We'd love you to uh, be continue to be part of our podcast and not miss out on exciting guests that we'll have coming up in the future. And better yet, invite a friend along to join us the next time. So until then, this is Jimmy Frisch. I'm signing off and my partner, Mr. Schatzberg. This is Shatsy, a.k.a. The Restaurant Guy. Thank you very much, everybody. Take care. Catch you in the next one. Cheers. Thanks, everybody. 